0: This is the official podcast of SAE Clean Snowmobile Challenge. Hey everybody! Welcome to another podcast. I'm Mike Sorg, the video and podcast producer for the SAE CDS series, and we're going to be having a great discussion. We got a lot of people on the line to talk about a Clean Snowmobile Challenge, and we're going to be talking with the students and with the judges here today. Or the judges are actually going to be uh, asking uh, uh, some great questions of the students about how they've been doing with the program. Uh, but first of all, let's introduce the judges. Mark Beckman is a powertrain development engineer. Uh, with Polaris, how you doing, Mark? Doing good. We also have John Kelly, BCT development engineer at Borg Warner. How you doing, John? Good. You? Eric Oswald, calibration engineer with Polaris. How you doing? Oh, not so bad. How are you doing? And also, we have on the line Kaylee Zundel, education program manager with SAE CDS program. How you doing today, Kaylee? I'm good, Mike. Kaylee, uh, you know, I guess, uh, what what are we doing here today?
1: Oh, well, we're going to talk to uh, Michigan Techs, both their Spark Ignited and uh, Compression Ignited teams for the 2021 Clean Snowmobile competition. Uh, they are our winners for both classes in our challenge this year. So uh, we have several students joining us today. And so with that, I want to say congratulations to the two teams. And uh, we'll give them a chance to not only introduce themselves, but also give them so, um, give them an opportunity to thank any sponsors, maybe their awesome faculty advisor, Jason, and uh, we'll let them have a few minutes to talk.
0: We have on the line with us with Michigan Technological University, MTU, we're going to shorten it for the rest of this, Liam McGilvery is with us. How are you doing, Liam? Good, how are you? All right, Daniel Prada. Hello there. And uh, Gare Porter. Doing pretty good, I guess. Before we get into the questions, do you have uh, any first, uh, you know, uh, words? Uh, you know, you know, you got your congratulations from Kaylee. You got a, a, a first response to that from the team.
2: I'd say it was a really successful year, and we couldn't have uh, done it without our great faculty advisor Jason Blau and all the team members' hard work. We all put in a lot of time this year to to get to where we were. Um, and I'm glad it uh, went and we got recognized for the work.
3: You can also thank uh, Dr. Scott Mears. He was a big help when it came to engine simulation and modeling this year. So thank you. Thank you to him.
4: And uh, we probably want to add in a little bit about our sponsors. So we work pretty closely with a lot of different companies. Um, big major ones specific to our team, though, are BRP. Um We also work with Yamaha, and we've had a lot of help from Kohler. On our diesel side of things.
0: Let's get the nuts and bolts of your team a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your team. How is it organized and how do you kind of work out the workloads and everything?
2: I'm the president of the Clean Snow team and Dan is our SI lead and Garrett's our CI lead. We also have a chassis team lead and we break into an executive board with the, the team leads uh, and then we, we meet once a week with the rest of the team and kind of divvy up what work needs to get done. But within our exec board, we come up with the team timelines, how we're going to break down the rules and take each thing or complete each task through the team, uh, and how we're going to get that done in a timely manner to get our testing in, analyze the data, and be able to write the report in time. Um, And then with that, the SI and CI leads can talk about how they break it up within their teams.
3: Uh, I took a lot of time this year to try to figure out what was the best way to organize in, I guess, a virtual fashion. we had a lot of Zoom meetings, that's certain. Um, and at the beginning of the year, I started with the project timeline and tried to break things up into bite-sized pieces so that we could, I guess, make good progress throughout the year.
4: Yeah, I'd add to what Dan said. We certainly found, especially this year being online, that we had to have a lot of meetings. We probably had, I don't know, at least on my end, probably four meetings a week um week. We'd have a weekly meeting with our entire teams, and then we would have sub-team meetings afterwards, and then for specific projects, we would have different meetings throughout the week. So we, uh, we spend a, or
2: tend to spend a lot of time together, it seems
0: like. How long has your team been competing in Clean Snowmobile?
2: So we've been competing in the Spark ignition Challenge since the beginning of it, which was 2000. Uh, And we started competing in the compression ignition in 2019.
0: What do you think made the team so successful this year for the virtual events? So I think we
3: tried to utilize specifically in this simulation-based competition um, familiar software packages, ones that we've used in our undergraduate curriculum, as well as um, software packages that you might have faculty resources in that would allow us to become more proficient quickly with those software packages and then um, make good progress with the competition.
0: So how did the team feel about the virtual dynamic for 2021? Uh, How differently did the team prepare for this uh, as opposed to previous years?
2: Uh, It was a lot different than a normal year uh, just because the workload heavily shifted towards simulations. But with that, we realized that our team timelines really helped to set a goal for what we're going to do as a team. Um and then also, we used the simulations and on snow data to build our simulations, and that really helped the team at least get out and work on the sleds a little bit to get some data and analyze
4: that I mean, so, how did we differently prepare? I think one of the big challenges was understanding what we had to do. Our team's been around a long time and we're fairly familiar with the in person uh aspects of competition, but being able to do a simulation based and virtual uh, was certainly a new challenge, so we had to We had to get into the rules and really look at what was being asked of us and try to set out some goals early on that we knew we would need
2: to complete. I guess another thing was changing the requirements uh, for students for their responsibilities. Normally, we require um, shop hours for our team, and that is about three to five hours a week of working in the shop, doing something productive for the team, and then it shifted directly to uh, meetings and modeling. So we'd have them be doing the 3D simulations over the week. Uh, And then also getting in small groups and doing Zoom meetings to figure out where they're at and how to move forward. Uh, And in our time tracking sheet, we actually have members write down kind of what they did and what they're working on. And that was more important this year than ever, because when you close a simulation, you could save the file, write a little bit about what you did. uh, And this time tracking sheet is available to the whole team. So the next guy coming into the simulation could see where you left it and move it forward.
1: I think
3: maybe just touching, we really had to struggle with communication in the beginning. And I think with those multiple meetings per week, you know, subdividing into small groups, I think that's how we were able to be so successful this year. Um, and specifically that's one of the things we did differently was how we
0: communicated as a team. Excellent. So what are the top learning experience the team takes away from this competition?
2: Yeah, so the first one is time management. Uh, we knew from the past competitions it's really crucial to start by reading the rules and figuring out what you're being asked, and then make a schedule for testing, manufacturing any kind of simula or any kind of on snow parts that you're gonna need, um, and then analyzing what simulations you're gonna need to make and what, uh, what data you need to correlate that to on snow data, uh, and then really thinking about how much time it's gonna take to go through all that data and analyze it and write a, a solid report.
3: I think we this year being simulation-based, I think we really needed to focus on how these simulations were validated in addition to, I guess, just the methods of our simulation. That was one of the things we kind of struggled with, including, I guess, the limits of our simulation. So within, I guess, GT Power, we were able to change a lot of key engine characteristics that while not in a simulation wouldn't be available so like i guess volumetric efficiency would be one of them so i guess trying to balance where the simulation was applicable um and then trying to compare that to say our dyno test cell um was a really good part of this year's competition
4: one other point uh we as a team talked about for kind of a learning experience and we've kind of touched on on already is um just communication we uh as compared to a normal year, I mean, communication was key for this year. We really had to work, as we talked about, maybe with the time management tracking sheet and just having modes of communication where not just a single sub team, but kind of cross functional communication across the entire team where we could keep everybody working on different portions of a simulation on track and kind of be able to focus in on small areas yet open out and see the see the larger picture of where the team needs to go.
0: So do you have any uh, tips or hacks for the new teams?
2: I guess the first one is make a good plan. Um, at the beginning of the year, even if you don't know what's going to happen throughout the year, um, I think Clean Snow has done a really good job uh, making us do an abstract at the beginning. And that's really helped us make a plan of what we know that we can accomplish and setting reasonable goals for the team. Uh, and with that, making sure you read the rules and really pay attention to, to what the competition is asking you to do in that year. Um, and if you have any questions, ask questions early. Uh, I know it, it sometimes takes a while to get rules or any questions answered. So you want to make sure that you you get those questions in on time and, and start building those into your plan.
4: Another thing I would add uh, would be to use programs that you're familiar with. This year we chose to use GT Power for engine modeling. Um, we've got an undergraduate class in IC engines and using um, GT Power. We also have a lot of faculty resources, specifically Dr. Scott Mears, as well as we used AIMSIM for our chassis modeling. Our mechanical engineering program does a lot with AIMSIM throughout the what we call our mechanical engineering practice courses. Um, so students are familiar with it. And then also we have, again, multiple faculty advisors, Dr. Jason Blau, and then other faculty members that were um pretty instrumental in being able to help us steer or help steer us in the right direction and answer any questions that we had. So
0: anything to add, Daniel?
4: I'd say
3: within our weekly progress and meetings that we held, we we tried to keep um, keep individuals accountable for for their tasks and progress. Uh, I think that was a, a pretty good or a tip or a hack that just make sure that everyone is it is Making progress, and you know, if, if there's roadblocks or other hardships, you know, figuring out how to overcome them as a team rather than just um, you know one individual being faced with that uh, hardship might move the progress along a lot quicker.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm going to hand it over to our uh, three judges here, Mark, John, and Eric. They have some questions for you as well.
5: Yeah. So one question I had was. Is there anything that you felt you learned or gained this year? Um, you know, there were some there were some big changes to the competition, obviously. Um, and will that change how you will approach the competition in the future once we uh, you
4: know go back to an in person event? I think one of the biggest things I learned was I think I've really grown my understanding. I think other team members have as well. Our understanding of um, IC engines in general, right? I mean, being able having to build a simulation we really got into a lot of interesting interesting data when it comes to like combustion models and cylinder pressure data it's things that when we work at our dyno we might not really have access to but now that we're we had a simulation we were able to kind of dig dig into those and for the second part of your question i would say Moving forward, I know the team itself has talked a lot about how we can use these simulations to try to guide engineering decisions in the future. So I'm not sure any specific points, but I'm overall, I'm sure that the the simulations we built this year will continue to be improved upon and used to guide decision making on the actual sled. Great. Yeah. But glad, uh, glad to hear that you're going to be able to use this in the future. Um, I think, you know.
5: There is some value in uh, in modeling before you go ahead and build it. So I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you're working to understand your uh, your system more effectively.
1: I think,
3: generally speaking, I think we enjoyed the aspect of seeing how these simulations would advance our our product at competition. I think a lot of for for a good portion of the year it was maybe difficult to keep motivated just because of the virtual environment. But seeing the end result and how successful we are. We were at competition this year. It, it puts into perspective the work that we did. And I think moving forward, of course, we'd like to see the in-person aspect. Uh, it's something I think the whole team agrees on. We like competition. We like being being able to interact with other teams from different schools, and I think that, of course, should be preserved. So,
4: I guess I can add to that too. I really liked, um, you know, just kind of having a different a different aspect of competition to focus on. It certainly is not what we're used to, but i can think I can see that that might be a good thing um it got a lot of us out of our comfort zone and we were able to we were kind of able to explore different portions of engineering around power sports and snowmobiles that we might not have explored um, in a normal competition year
1: so I'm obviously not a judge but from the s a e side um, you know I would like to to thank mark eric and and John um, for coming up with this idea because what you guys are actually saying is exactly we, what we wanted to come out of this with the the, the simulation challenge this year. So um, it's good to hear, you know, from your team specifically that you found it valuable. You really enjoyed that it gave you the different uh, aspect to focus on. For 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 me, obviously, for SAE, it was great for us to be able to keep you engaged because. I agree with you. <laughs> we look forward to returning to in-person in 2022, hopefully. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, what John and, and Mark and Eric came up with really helped keep teams engaged with SAE for sure. And gave you something valuable to, as you say, hopefully move forward with, you know, keep using this uh, for future competitions.
6: I was going to say a question that I got to add to the uh, the students is, you guys kind of liked the, the virtual side of, of being able to model, but yet you also like the physical side of the competition. Uh, do you guys see the ability in the future to having kind of like a hybrid version of that to where we do need some part simulated side and physical side? And how do you guys think that would impact your team?
2: I'd say now that we have a foundational model, um, it's not as hard of a, it, I guess it's not impossible to see a competition like that. A uh, year like this year, I think it would have been impossible because we spent every time or all of our time for clean snow, we spent working on the simulation instead of the physical sled. Uh, but now that we have those base models, I think we could definitely see a hybrid competition in the future. Um, the only the only other thing I'd add to that is uh, I know our school has a lot of faculty and, and people that can help us with that and building the simulations, I guess, to keep the competition open to other schools. Are they able to have the same access and support with the simulation side um, and being able to, I guess a new team wouldn't be able to come in in one year and bring you a simulation and a sled, where currently a new team can bring you just a sled to competition?
4: Yeah, I would I would add to that. I agree with Liam. Um, certainly, if we had tried to build a sled from the ground up this year and a simulation from the ground up, it would have been difficult. But I think moving forward, if we had parts of the competition that included simulation, especially where it would really apply um to industry. For instance, I'm not really familiar with it, but any instances where you you guys in industry would simulate first before um before testing on a snowmobile, I think that would be that would be a good aspect to add to the competition. Like for instance, maybe show us what you simulated first and the information you got out of that before you made a decision to manufacture say, an exhaust in a certain way. Yeah, I like that feedback a lot.
5: Um, so kind of on that topic, if we did do this next year or some sort of hybrid combination, um, what, do you have any other recommendations you would make to the judges and, and organizers?
3: I think some aspects of rules that were laid out this year were maybe not as clear as we had hoped. So I think moving forward, um, and it's you know, this virtual format or simulation is continued. I think adding some more clarity in that regard might benefit either new teams or returning teams, um, just in general, to be able to perform well in the competition and um, keep the playing field pretty fair.
5: And is there anything that you would either add or take away from the competition as, you know, either as it stands now in person or that we added this year?
4: That's a tough question. I'm trying to think of what parts worked really well this year and what would work good in a in a hybrid kind of year where we would have both uh in person events and simulation based. I um I guess I know as a team we've talked about we aren't a hundred percent confident with the I guess emissions based um like emissions portions of competitions with simulation. Our faculty advisor, Dr. Mears, does a lot with um, specifically snowmobile emissions, but emissions testing in general. And we weren't, we still aren't very confident in our in our ability to get good emissions results out of a simulation. And I think in the future, emission side of things might be better spent actually testing and um changing tunes on a physical engine versus simulation. I know Dan worked a lot with our emission side of stuff too. If he'd have anything to add to that.
3: Yeah, um, I spent a lot of time reaching out to, I guess, some members of GT Power on how they implement emission simulation. I guess the process was quite, I guess, not overwhelming at first, but it it was in general. I think um, there's a lot of high-level information that's going on in catalysts and, and I guess in the background of combustion models that might be difficult for... Other teams to implement without, you know, good faculty support. Dr. Mears even was it was a new realm for him um, doing emission simulations in GT Power. So I think it varies as in you know you can make one change to your combustion model, but whether or not that change is relevant or accurate uh, to give correct emission results is is hard to validate, and then it's. I think we kind of discussed as a team, how, how do we quantify the changes made in the simulation? And would it be easier to just make those or gather the, that experimental results and data um, on our dino cell rather than trying to simulate?
2: I'd also say um, for the physical side of things, uh, it's pretty neat to be able to design an exhaust within GD Power and see the, the sound effects it has on the sled. Um, but I guess there's no re- real better way to test it than to actually design and manufacture it and make sure it mounts to the sled. Uh, one thing we've done in the past are the quarter wave resonators coming out of the intake on our sleds. Um, and they're pretty easy to do the math on. And we didn't really try to implement them this year on our GT power model. Uh, but I know that in testing, we realized that the speed of sound travels differently at different temperatures. So there's a whole different ballgame there of how how are you going to uh, keep the sound or the heat the temperature the same inside the resonator while you're working in such a cold temperature that that varies um so i guess that aspect or like at least the sound aspect of uh competition i think should really be more based on the physical rather than the simulation
0: side thank you Liam Daniel and Garrett for uh, joining us here and uh, and giving some insight about your uh, about your year here with the uh, clean snowmobile snowmobile any uh, uh, final thoughts you want to uh, go out on
3: i think we'd like to thank SAE for you know putting on an event that We could still compete in in kind of tumultuous times. Um, It was still a great learning experience and moving forward with competitions down the road, I think a lot of what we did this year might be applicable um, in the industry as well. So thank you to them for continuing the program and uh, making it possible this year.
2: Yeah, we appreciate all the effort that you guys put into this competition Um, and going outside of your work to to volunteer to work for or to be a part of this competition is just amazing. And it's a it's a great team to or great part of SAE, one of the best uh, competitions. And so we're just happy to be a part of it.
4: Absolutely. I would say um, Queen Snow has been a major part of my education and I'm not sure. I would have learned the things I have without it. So I really appreciate everybody who takes the time to put on these competitions and volunteers and helps out. And thank you to you know all our all our sponsors and our faculty advisors that make it possible because this is this is really important for us.
0: Uh, And then I'll throw it to our judges. Do you have any parting words for our students uh, coming up here as we uh, uh, you know look towards uh, the next season?
6: Yeah, I would just say that uh, you know continue to keep up the good work, like what you guys are able to deliver for the competition this year is pretty much exactly what we had envisioned or wanted uh, the students to deliver to the judges for us. And uh, it sounds like you've captured what we wanted you to think about in terms of how the, the modeling and how it applies to the real space and how that's going to make you a better, stronger team going forward to be able to increase what you use in your tool belt. So I think we're all looking forward to what you guys can achieve with the physical product next year. I can add that to Mark's point of, of being excited to see what you guys come up with next year and seeing how you guys already have yourself a, a base model and then kind of tying it to the, the field data and, and the ability to, to physically work on the snowmobile. Um, it, it's satisfying as a judge to see some of the work that we put in and that students are getting out of it as well. Uh, I'm very interested to see the, the loop being tied together for, for next year.
5: Yeah, and overall, really good work, guys. Yeah. Um, It was, you know, as Mark said, it was it was really nice to see that you, you know, you kind of seem to understand the overall intent for the competition. You know, did all all the events, modeled everything. Um, I think your approach was was nice. It wasn't overly complicated. Overall, good work. And, and, uh, you know, it's it's been uh, a bit of a challenge for everyone this year with all the changes. So uh, I'm glad you were able to uh, to kind of tackle all of that.
1: So obviously I'm, um, again, just want to congratulate Michigan Tech uh, for winning both classes. Um, you know, based on the conversation today, it sounds like it was a pretty valuable experience all around. And uh, again, just to, to thank the key volunteers on here, John, Mark and Eric, who um, to echo what the students have said already, uh, given, a, you know, given SAE and, and myself particularly having to manage the competition, Um, You know, given us the time that you you take outside of you know outside of work, um, your personal time to to help me get this competition moving forward this year, giving the students a valuable uh, educational experience and making them success success, and then uh, you know being on the call or on the podcast again today. So,
0: all right, thank you everybody that's been a part of this podcast and everybody that uh, made uh, the clean snowmobile challenge happen here for this season uh if you're uh, just tuning in for the first time remember uh, you can subscribe to the please no mobile challenge podcast on your favorite podcast uh, uh, app or device and uh and then you'll get an update every time that uh we there is a new episode and also stay tuned to your news feed as well they're also posted in there for the event thank you everybody until next time please stay safe out there The show notes for this show can be found at snowmobile.fireside.fm. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Search for SAE Collegiate Competition Series.